let's say today I lost my house, I lost everything, you know, like I was out on the streets, I was a bum. It's a pretty bad circumstance, but in my mind, the way I think, I'll be like, awesome, time to hustle again. All right, <laughs> let's see how quick I can do it. Let's see how quick I can get up. Or oh, this is really going to toughen me up. That doesn't matter. Equal depletion doesn't matter. When your mind is set on something, you're going to do it. Like what I said, when I'm making a video for YouTube, I don't give a shit about ego depletion. I'm going to sit there and finish the video until it's done or I'm going to die. <laughs> Nothing can hurt me. I'm only going up. Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body, Mind, Empowerment podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and today my guest is Isaac from the YouTube channel, The Realized Man. And uh, he makes videos about dominating your psychology and uh, winning the internal battle, winning the internal battle we all face and uh, achieving your goals that way. Isaac, um, I'm so glad to have you here and I want to welcome you to the show. The pleasure is mine, man. I've been waiting to get on your podcast and I was so happy when you actually told me, hey, Isaac, let's make this happen. And here we are. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah, definitely. We're we've been we've been on this journey of youtube uh together for a while already and uh we kind of it was it was just a matter of time you know yeah 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 you me and philip it started all at the beginning i think this time last year fresh here we are now yeah exactly you know why, why i like your videos is like you combine the philosophy and uh the aspect of uh, hustle hustling hard so it's kind of a very good combination of modern-day success or, and personal development with, with these ancient uh, philosophers as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think you kind of need that, um, especially the philosophy of Stoicism. There's so many aspects in that philosophy that just correlate into the hustle ethic. They just kind of give you the right mindsets to be able to just get down and win that battle of the internal mind, like what I'm always talking about my channel, and make things happen. So you need to draw from all different areas, and philosophy is definitely a strong point for me to get my you know, motivation from. Mm, exactly. Like the game is psychology. Everything, the world or your subjective experience of the world, it, all, all of it exists only in your head, in your psychology. And... Uh, so your own mindset and the way you look at things, it's literally the key aspect of uh, how you experience the world around you. So, so why do you think like having a mindset or having a good right growth mindset is so important? Well, just like what you said, your perception is everything. And I've seen um, what kind of drew me to this whole self-improvement thing was how I realized how your mind can literally change what you experience. I've seen people that have had it all literally having terrible lives just because of how they perceive things, mm. just because of how ungrateful they are. And I've seen people with nothing just really happy and, you know, having that energy just coming from them because of their perception, because they're grateful for the small things. So it all starts with the mindset. Like the growth mindset especially is incredibly important. Um, in this line of work, you need to kind of have faith that you can get better. The fixed mindset that people have when they believe that, you know, like it's, this is what they have. These are the genetic um, blessings I've been given or this is all I can achieve is not 
inducive of success in this world, right? So self-improvement is kind of a way to unlock that growth mindset in people to be able to actually achieve crazy things, to be able to actually do the things that we was talking about, trying to inspire on our channels. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, and it doesn't just apply just to you know, success or goals. Have, you need to have your mindset on point with everything else as well, like uh, your health, your relationships, your greater purpose in life, and those are all tied. They're all tied to your uh, mindset. And the thing with uh, your mindset and the, and the thing with your actions is that, like, they become self-fulfilling prophecies in a sense of what you believe to be true. You 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 only act. You will only act if you believe that something is possible to be accomplished. And uh, if you don't believe that something is if, that you won't be able to accomplish them, then then you won't be able to act either because you know it's uh, it's limiting in a sense and you never want to you never want to you know act on something that you know you're going to fail so yeah definitely having a growth mindset believing in what you do is lays the foundation to your actions all all the time so mm. so what kind of a mindset do you yourself personally have like my business the realized man my hustle I have a pretty extreme mindset. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm sure you're aware of Jocko Wilnick. Yeah, Jocko Wilnick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a similar type of mindset when it comes to my work. Whereas he's probably got like in terms of battle and being a commander and stuff. I've got that do or die mindset when it's time to do the work. So if I need to do something, and the only way I'll get off it is once I'm finished or if I'm dead. <laughs> so I, I push my I push myself to that mental place. And it hasn't always been like that. It took a bit of time. You know, a lot of books I've read, um, especially a lot of Navy SEAL books, they're, they're really good for kind of building up that mindset. And I feel like that's the mindset you need if you want to be a good hustler, right, in this world. You need to be able to kind of push the barriers. And, I, and what I've noticed is a lot of us, we stop at self-made limits, right? We, we start feeling that inner resistance. We start feeling a little bit of resistance, and we're like, okay, now that's enough. Now no, I'm done. What I've been doing over the past five years is just trying to teach myself to push through that limit. Mm. It started off from the gym, from fitness, and then it seeped over to the mindset aspect to just sit down doing work. And what I've noticed is as human beings, our potential is so insane. It's incredible, but a lot of us just tap into a little bit of it. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Like uh, I like what you said that Navy SEALs, they are all pushing themselves to the limit. And I've heard this saying amongst Navy SEALs that whenever you feel like quitting or whenever you feel like you've reached enough then that's only like the 40% of your true oh, yeah. potential and that is true because your mind is always trying to protect you from uh, taking mm. action from putting you into these uncertain situations because it's like yeah self-preserving mechanism you, because an organism if it expends too much energy if it gets into these dangerous situations then then its survival is gonna. Then its chances of survival is gonna be lower. So is your mind is always trying to protect you, whether that be by not taking action, causing fear, anxiety, or even lying to yourself. It's also a way of mm -hmm. uh, you know self-preservation and uh, yeah. avoiding the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you have to be very cognizant of that. I always talk about that on my channel. I talk about this thing called the evolutionary mismatch. Basically, our biology is not really hasn't really caught up with the technology 
and the advancements we have now. So like what you said, you're, you as an organism, you're trying to conserve energy as a number one thing. You're trying to ensure your survival. So your brain doesn't care about your higher deals, doesn't care about your podcast sim, it doesn't care about your courses or your impact you want to make on this earth. Your brain just wants you to survive. And it still thinks that we're getting chased by mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. So luckily for us as human beings, we have this uh, blessing, this faculty of being able to be more aware. So we can kind of like step outside of ourselves and see ourselves and see the situation. We can become aware of these impulses we have as like an animal, as like, you know, an organism and still see the higher picture and say, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't have to be the way, I don't have to follow this impulse. I'm not um, a base animal, I can choose to persist. And I think that's where that grit comes from. I'm sure you know a lot about that, um, Sim. I see how much work you've been putting in and your, your podcast. You know all about that mental resistance and pushing through it. Yeah, exactly. Like It's a good an analogy of uh, YouTubing, making videos, and uh, being an entrepreneur on the internet <laughs> because it really requires a ton of work and consistency. As, as well, with both of us, we've been you know, publishing hundreds of videos over the, over the last year, and uh, we're still going to keep doing it. So mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely like uh, we're not, even though we're living in a modern age that is very safe and secure, we're still as if living in a, you know, in an environment that requires these kinds of adaptations of uh, discipline mm. ourselves and maintaining this consistency in this regard. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And another, another thing that's kind of uh, messes us up in the modern day is you have to realize that we are bombarded by so many more distractions than there's ever been at any other time period. Yeah. I, was, I was having a talk with my friend the other day and we were discussing what would it have been like to live just like 20 years ago? Like what did people do before the internet, before, you know, social media? What, what did you do, right? Yeah. Now we've got all these things. We've got Telegram, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, iTunes, like, all these things grabbing your attention. So it's never been easier for people just to kind of take the path of sloth, to kind of just fall into those evolutionary urges to take the path of least resistance, to just entertain yourself. So today, more than ever, a good mindset, that hustler mindset, that grim mindset is needed. Yeah, these, we're, if you're being conditioned to be, uh, you know, all over the place and to be, you know, in, in the grips of these sensory stimulations, then uh, you don't develop this uh, kind of um, patience and focus, and uh, you, you tend to dabble. You don't you don't commit to one thing that is going to actually give you the more results because mastery the the greatest results come from mastering something and getting actually so good, getting really good at something, and uh, just if you're dabbling, if you can't if you can, if, if you you know quit quit certain activities as soon as you start them, then yeah, you'll never reach these kinds of higher levels of mastery. That's why you need like 10,000 hours of mastery. Um, it's, it's something that's kind of becoming more difficult to do in this modern day, like what we said was the distractions. You go back a few thousand years ago, a blacksmith who was a blacksmith all his life, you know, all he's going to be doing is just forging weapons. He's going to get that 10,000 hours easily. But for us, it's it takes a lot of mental focus to decide on one thing and to actually go hard at that. And besides the distractions, we're also paralyzed by information, right? You know, like when you give someone 50 choices, 
it's hard to make a decision than if you give them three choices and we need to navigate around that to succeed to be able to do what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, what kind of uh, qualities do you value in, in, in a person's mindset? What kind of qualities or traits do you, like, value the most? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like grit. That's one. Grit, the ability to just persist on one thing and keep going regardless of hurdles. Mm. People need to be adaptive. Adaptation. I feel like a lot of people are not adaptive. They get comfortable in um, a particular environment or way of thinking, and it's next to impossible to get them out of that. Right. And, yeah, I think those are the two main ones, Sim. Those grit and adaptation, the ability to adapt to obstacles as they come your way. If you have those two mindsets, you'd be able to go very far indeed. Mm, yeah, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, the, one of the highest values that I value in people is is like having this kind of um, having this kind of a mindset that allows you to overcome your uh, current condition and your current circumstances in a sense of not not focusing on the aspect of oh I have these kind of predisposing genes. I'm living in this kind of environment. I've been given, or I've been, you know, uh, I've been uh, forced to have this kind of a burden to bear that I didn't choose. But instead of, you know, falling, if instead of adopting the victim mindset and uh, falling victim to that, instead of that, overcoming it and uh, using mm -hmm. it as something that is actually going to give you more leverage and uh, more power, in a sense. And I believe like the individual's ability to override and rise above any circumstance is one of the most admirable and most effective uh, mindsets to ever have. And uh, I believe like the best example of this comes from his history as well. Like uh, my favorite books of all time is Man's Search for Meaning. And it's written, mm. it's, it's written by Viktor Frankl, Frankl and uh, it talks about how he survived the Nazi concentration camps where he spent for three years uh, under brutal conditions. He was working hard and he, he basically came out of it thanks to his mindset, thanks to his, mm. ability, thanks to his ability to perceive his suffering as something meaningful, as something yeah. that, that didn't break him but actually allowed him to find more happiness and fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, 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 I've read that book as well, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And that's why I like the Stoic mindset so much, the Stoicism philosophy. Um, Viktor Frankl kind of um, resonates with that philosophy a lot in the way that he talks about certain things in his book. The ability to take an obstacle as Ryan Holiday says, and make it the way. Mm. So take any negative event that happens in your life and flip it upside down and use it as a way for self-betterment, self-improvement. And what I've noticed in life is if you look really thoroughly, there's always a way to turn a negative into a positive. Even the worst circumstances, you can always turn positive. Let's say today I lost my house, I lost everything, you know, like it was out on the streets, I was a bum. Like, it's a pretty bad circumstance, but in my mind, the way I think, I'll be like, awesome, time to hustle again, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's, like, let's see how quick I can do it. Let's, let's see how quick I can get up. Or oh, this is really going to toughen me up. Like, um, you had Brendan Carter on um, your podcast the other day as well, or you were talking to Brendan Carter, and 
Um, I remember watching his story. He was talking about how the way he developed his mindset was that his father passed away when he was young and he had to look after the family and, you know, become the man of the house at a young age. And that just really gave him the advantage. So sometimes these negative things that happen in life, if you have the right mindset, they kind of make you stronger. Like in Black Panther, you know, like, you know, he absorbs the uh, kinetic energy and gets stronger. I'm not sure if you guys watch that. That might be a spoiler. That's how I like to look at things. Nothing can hurt me. I'm only going up. Mm, that's right. Like, uh, there are things uh, in Stoicism, they say that, you know, there are things that you can't control, like the weather, the, you know, planetary circulation and, and things like that. But you can control your thoughts and actions. So even if you, even by simply admitting that you can, even even if it may be a lie that you can't actually control, that you can't even you know direct the the course of actions of future events entirely, even if you simply admit to yourself or acknowledge to yourself that you can do it, then just just the mere fact of doing that already gives you so much power because you're gonna mm -hmm. direct you're gonna direct your focus on the things that you can actually control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people always saying. You might not have control of your external world, but you always have control of your internal world. It's kind of like if someone chucks your insult right now, you can take it one of two ways. You can be offended by it, or you can exercise your control and be like, no, I'm not going to let this affect me at all. You know, right. this is nothing to me. Right. And the ability of exercising your control is actually pleasurable once you've done it a few times. You get, you know, you're just like, oh, wow. I wonder what's next. I wonder what else they're going to chuck at me. I wonder what else is going to come. It almost kind of becomes like a game in some ways. Exactly. If you get really deep down this rabbit hole, it starts becoming like a little bit of a challenge. Like, oh, I wonder what I can overcome next. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, this? Oh, sweet. Yeah. I remember I remember um, the other day, Sim, I had to go to the hospital because my mom needed to get checked up. And we were waiting in the hospital for like five hours, right? And before the five hours, um, I was waiting for two hours and I realized I was going to stay there for a long time. I was like, okay. So in my mind, I could have done one or two things. I could have complained and thought, oh, crap, I'm going to be here for five hours. I'm going to, I won't be able to hustle. You know, I can't do the things I wanted to do. This sucks. But I chose to flip that upside down. I thought to myself, oh, wow. So I'm going to be here for five hours. Let's see how good I am at this game of patience. Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's see how patient I can be. Let's see how stoic I could be about this. And that just flipped the thing upside down. When you turn these negatives and kind of make them into like little challenges that you have to overcome, it completely changes your experience with those things. And that's something that people can do. Mm, I, t I totally agree with you on this one as well. Like I've been in similar situations. And uh, like I said, it, <laughs> it's a game almost. And uh, it might seem sort of a masochistic, masochistic game, but, <laughs> <laughs> but in reality... It is actually simply conditioning. Everything, everything you do every day is a uh, is you're, you're training something. You're conditioning your brain in some in some direction or the other. Like uh, even like say, for instance, I'm trying to I don't know, trying to do some work on the internet, uh, do my with my blog or YouTube channel or whatever, and the internet goes away, then uh, mm. I, I I might feel you know I might get frustrated. I might get you know angry because. I won't be able to do the stuff I want to do, but at the same time, yeah, once you acknowledge to yourself that, oh, this is an opportunity, this is an opportunity to practice not being influenced by these kinds of things of staying in control of your mind and uh, mm. directing your psychology in the, in the way of where you're, in, where you're still in control and not losing it, 
So that's like, yeah. a, and that's a huge power. And once you feel that initial initial barrier is overcome, you feel that you're not actually being negatively influenced by this thing, then you start to feel good. You're gonna say good. And uh, the more you, th and then you can actually drive it even further, and you will be amazing. Mm. Eventually, it will feel amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing um, you can do that I always talk about is, in some cases, you might not have. Well, let's say the situation is really bad, and you don't have much control over it, and you just feel those negative emotions, right? You're feeling angry that the internet's gone, or you're feeling sad. Another powerful thing that you can do in that moment is just to use that as a exercise for mindfulness mm. just to observe whatever you're feeling like you might be feeling depressed happy or just observe the crap out of it and even that in itself is valuable because you it's, it's kind of like you're a scientist and you're observing through like a magnifying glass the human experience and the more you observe it the more you do that the more power you have the next time you start to identify the emotion a bit better you start to understand it and when it comes back around, you're like, oh, I remember this. Okay, yeah, this happened last time. No, no, that's not happening again. Like for me, um, a big one was anger. I used to get really angry really quickly, right, um, with different people and stuff and finding out the little cues that I had before I burst out. And an interesting thing happened. At other times in the future when I start getting angry, I'll just become aware of it. And the fact that I was aware of it made the anger go away. I was just like, oh, wait a second. That's that thing again. You always just look at me and say, good. And to actually become more mindful in the present moment as to dig deeper into the experience itself and to actually see what is causing, it to what is causing you to feel in this way and whether or not it has actually any meaning or any basis. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because most of our feelings, they result from our emotions, which, 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 which themselves come from the phys physiological state of our body and the experiences we have. Um, yeah, you can't just trust your emotions at face value. You can't just take whatever you're feeling and just say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, I'm going to go with it. Sometimes when you do examine it, put underneath a magnifying glass of mindfulness, look at it with great scrutiny, you see that you kind of overreacted or you're not really uh, seeing all pieces of the puzzle. And that realization brings you back to your default state I've noticed. So don't always just run with your emotions. If you're feeling angry, don't just stop punching the wall or whatever. No! Just try see what's happening. If you're feeling sad, try see what's happening. That was an overreaction. And that in itself is another fun game. So life is full of fun games that you can play. And the good thing about these games is they make you better. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. But uh, like, like we talked about emotional control and uh, being able to control your mindset, do you believe in uh, in this ability that people have? Do, do you believe in free will? Ah, that's a complicated question. That one. <laughs> that's a complicated. That's, that's a complicated question. Well, um, this is what I think. This is my personal theory. I feel like we have free will to a degree. To a degree, it's like this. You don't really necessarily control your thoughts like thoughts just come into your mind and then you say okay look i had that thought and you think that you thought that right most of the time we're not in conscious thought a lot of the things that we think of are coming from the subconscious mind we might see an object and it reminds us of something in the past and then we get an idea and we think that we thought of it it's just our brain 
kind of using transistor actions just come up like an algorithm just come up with random shit mm. i feel like other things that appear in your consciousness let's say you got five different options or five different things that appear in your mind you have the choice to do a b c d or e out of the options that are in your mind but you don't have a choice in what goes in your mind so it's kind of like limited free will so let's say um someone's got schizophrenia right and for some reason they're really messed up and they get the weird idea to like go murder someone or something right mm-hmm. maybe in their mind they didn't have any other option but to murder someone that's the only option that was in their mind but this is a, this is a freaking weird analogy here but we'll go with it <laughs> but, but when they get there they might choose to do a b or c kill this person a in a manner b manner or c manner mm-hmm. that makes any sense mm-hmm. so i feel i feel like we have limited free will but not really a holistic type of free will. How about you? What do you think? I th- I think something similar to you. Like uh, we have free will. We can always choose to you know make a conscious decision based on our free will. But uh, more more often than not, we're simply being controlled by you know our sensory perception, different experiences, mm-hmm. different states of mind, and, uh, and definitely like. Uh, preconceived genetic predispositions and so on yeah. they're like subconscious programs that are running but once we become aware of them then we can you know rise above them mm. and mm. Yeah. and, and uh, Viktor Frankl also has this amazing quote about this he says something like everything can be taken from a man but one thing the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! He's, he's definitely, in my opinion, one of the epitomes of uh, free will and uh, this ability mm-hmm. to rise above any circumstance. So his book is definitely one of, the, one of those books every human being needs to read. He uh, needs to read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, to simplify my analogy, Sim, um, to kind of make it a bit more digestible for people, I, I found a better way of explaining it. Okay, the free will example. Let's say you're playing a game of cards or something, and someone slides you five cards. You don't choose which cards they slide you. So we have free will in deciding, oh, the five cards were given, I'm going to choose this card. Mm. But we don't choose the cards that were given to us. But if you expose yourself to more material through self-development, through reading philosophy, through meditation, you enhance the amount of cards you have you enhance the options you have so you do in a sense get a greater sense of free will because you have more options available to your mind as opposed to someone who's never looked at this stuff who's never been um, shown this stuff let's go team free will but what about things like uh, willpower fatigue and uh, ego depletion I'm glad you brought that up um, it's something I've been looking at for the past couple of years I've looked at lots of research papers on ego depletion and the studies and stuff and recently, I've been told that all those studies have been debunked. Like, they've done the tests again, and there's no uh, coherent evidence. But I still believe in it, to be honest with you. I still believe in ego depletion to a degree. Mm. Like, the average person, you have a hard day at work, you know, like, your boss is giving you a tough time, you know, nothing's going your way. When you come home and someone irritates you, you're more likely to spaz out. Mm. That's the average person. But if you train your mentality, if you train your mind, 
and get like the Joker Wilnick type mind to get the Simland type like mind, you're going to that doesn't matter. Eagle depletion doesn't matter. When your mind is set on something, you're gonna do it. Like what I said, when I'm making a video for YouTube and I'm really excited for it, I don't give a shit about ego depletion. I'm gonna sit there and finish the video until it's done or I'm going to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I, I feel like ego depletion applies for the vast majority of people, but you can transcend it. Yeah. If you have the right mindset, right. The more I hold the line, the stronger the hold is. I think like it also makes it an excuse, you know, like if you think that your ego or if your willpower is going to become depleted, you're going to feel you're going to, you know, lose your control. Then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. And uh, mm. you, you make it an excuse, you know, like, oh, I've been already doing it. I've been already depleted my willpower, and uh, it makes it an excuse to, to slip off in a sense. And yeah, like, and and like you said, like you can always transcend it once you have the right mindset. And you know, Friedrich Nietzsche said as well, where there where there is a will, there is a way. Or not? Mm. No, he said something along like, uh, with a big enough of a why, any how becomes possible. Like uh, if you have a reason to do something, if you actually want to hold true to a certain uh, mindset, then uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, how long hours you've been working or what other obstacles you may come across. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. Um, the thing is, the, like going back to what we were talking about earlier in this call, um, the human mind just wants to preserve you. It just wants to kind of like conserve energy. In the same way as, let's say you take someone who uh is not very active physically active and stuff and you tell them to run one kilometer right mm -hmm. they're gonna be dying their heart's gonna be exploding in their chest they're gonna be like holding on to a throat it's gonna be very difficult for them to run that one kilometers they probably won't do it they'll they'll tell you that they can't do it mm -hmm. but if you give them a big enough reason it's, okay run one kilometer don't stop i know you haven't ran in five years but run one kilometer, don't stop. At the end of the one kilometers, I'm going to give you $1 billion. Here's the evidence. Here's the, do you think they're going to stop? Do you, <laughs> do you think they're going to stop? Like, no one's stopping. They're going to run the one kilometers because the why is so huge. Like, that, they're just thinking of the billion dollars, just running, not even feeling anything. So the human body, just like in the physical way, will mentally stop you when you're like 10% of your capacity. Yeah. So your capacity might be 100%. Maybe you can hustle for three days straight if you really need to, if you really have to, without taking a break. But you're going to get tired after two hours mm -hmm. because it wants to conserve energy. So the trick is overcoming that barrier. That's right. Yeah, like if you're in, in dire circumstances of sink or swim, then, uh, yeah, you're going to make it happen or, or else you're going to or else you won't be able to survive. Like there are many stories of how people who are in these life or death situations like car accidents or or airplane crashes or something like that they're gonna muster up that in this incredible strength human strength and they're gonna you know s rescue themselves in the sense of you know i don't know lifting up some bigger mm. bigger boulders or bigger logs and uh, you know to save their to save themselves or to save their child or something yeah yeah and um the good thing about the mind is we have a very powerful faculty the human mind in the sense that we can visualize things mm. um a lot of things that we visualize actually affect us from a physiological standpoint without even happening in the real world just think about when you have a thought like uh let's say you can't find your wallet and then you start thinking oh crap maybe i dropped it at the shops or something your heart skips a beat because you start thinking about oh no i have to get 
cancel all these things? How am I going to pay? You, you actually feel that, right? Yeah. Even though it hasn't happened, you're just visualizing. So the visualization is a very powerful um, thing that you can do. So what I like to do is if I have something I have to do, like maybe it's a university assignment or it's something I have to hustle on, I visualize very vividly that it's do or die. Mm. And your mind starts to believe it. Your conscious mind doesn't believe it, but your subconscious mind will believe it. And once that starts happening, you start having that energy we we're talking about to push through that barrier. Your, you, whatever your mind can conceive, can conceive, then it can become in a reality as well, as long as you're willing to put in the right actions. So mm -hmm. what are some like other uh, strengthening exercises for your willpower? How do you make yourself more disciplined and uh, to, have, to have an iron will? Well, honestly, I think um, building your willpower is just like a habit. Like when you first start driving a car or riding a bike, everything is very conscious based and rigid and it takes a lot of energy to get it going. But after a while, it becomes a faculty of the subconscious mind. It just becomes easy, automatic, right? Mm. So willpower is just simply the ability to not take your thoughts so seriously, mm. right? Because whenever you're doing something that's worthwhile, what's naturally going to happen is you're going to start getting those thoughts that are like, oh, take a break now, or go to sleep, you know, take a rest. Everyone gets them. So what you need to do is to learn to identify that resistance and to completely disregard it, just to comp just completely shove it out of the way. And the more you can do that consciously, consciously say, okay, there's the resistance. I'm going to shove it out of the way. And if you keep doing it, after a while, it starts becoming habitual. And once it becomes habitual, that's when you're gold. And it's no longer a game of willpower. It's just a game of you just doing your things. And that's your default mode. You're just deflecting all these excuses, resistance. I used to be someone who used to give in to a lot of rationalizations, resistance. But once I started doing that, over time, I realized it was just, it became easy. Like people ask me, how are you doing that for 10 hours? How are you doing it for 12 hours? I'm like, what are you talking about? There's, there's nothing in here. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing, there's nothing to do. It's just, you just do it. Do it. So it's training. It's training. You build it up. There's a number of things you can do as well, though. Like there's physical things you can do, like cold showers. Like um, that's a good one, a very practical one. Because it teaches you to kind of not take your mind so seriously. When you have to wake up in the morning, go and eat the shower, turn it on cold. It's a very binary decision. So yes or no. Are you going to do it or are you going to bitch out today and not do it, right? So the more you can do that and you start conquering your own mind, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like there's a battle in your mind. Mm. It's you versus your mind. Once you start conquering it, not taking it so seriously, you start seeing it for you start seeing all the games it plays and you can overcome them much easier free your mind yeah i think the key is to actually recognize or to project or to project your internal resistance outward to out of yourself of not associating it as something that is inside you that is that not associating it with the free will aspect of you the one who is able to make the decisions despite any circumstances but to start associating the feeling of resistance and the feeling of procrastination as something that is external to you, that is, you know, in a sense, is being projected onto you through these, mm. through these different experiences, through these different events that are happening to you. Because, for instance, let's take for an example of a person who is having a diet, who is trying to lose weight, and they get the urge to eat some donuts. And, uh, you know, they, they, they say to themselves, okay, 
I, I, I have the feeling that I want to eat some donuts and I get the cravings. So I, I decide to, you know, take a short diet break. I've been doing enough work and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat that one donut. And uh, mm. they, they, they're going to consciously rationalize it as something that they decide to do based on their free will that they, they decided to do it. But when, you, but when you dig a little deeper, then you can find that the reason they got the craving or the urge to eat that donut came to them through the environment. You know, they sensed this smell mm. of the fresh, fresh bakery. They saw the visual images of these delicious donuts and maybe, you know, mm. someone else around them also ordered those donuts. Then you can't actually say that they made this decision based on their free will because that decision was, you know, thrusted upon them from their, yeah. from their environment. So the free will aspect of it would have been simply to, you know, disregard it and to actually see that it was external, it, the, the, the decision came, that the decision was external to them. Mm, yeah, that's definitely a good way of um, looking at it. Mm, forbidden donut. I've also heard about, you know, different uh, uh, willpower exercises done by the Spartans in ancient Greece. Where oh, okay. uh, where they would um, you know when the kids young young boys were training then they would put some water into their mouth and they would have to run an entire mile while holding the water in their mouth without swallowing it so mm. and and you know when when they came back from the run after that one mile then they would have to spit the water out into this bowl again so mm. and, this, and they actually saw measured how how much water did they swallow and you know based, oh. based on that they would you know either give some punishment or some additional wow. additional exercise or something so it's crazy wow <laughs> well yeah well you de you can definitely train yourself to build willpower um personally i've used the gym as an actual way to build my willpower like i always tell people to do this particular exercise you find like this isn't for muscle building, by the way. This is just purely for building willpower. You find an exercise that's relatively safe, right? Mm -hmm. So you probably shouldn't do this on squats or something like that. Um, like maybe just a machine or something, right? And you set a weight that you could do for maybe like 10 reps, 10 good reps, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say bicep curls, you do 10 reps. And then you do 100. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say you do 100 straight, but you don't stop until you get 100. Right. And what you find, I, I always do this. I always get people to do this: shoulder raises on different exercises. What you find is, at maybe 20 or 30, you feel like you can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you can just convince yourself that you're going to do it, and the only way you're stopping is if you can't do it, you get to the 100 almost every time. You get to 100, and once you get to 100, you start thinking to yourself, wait a second, I just did 100 reps, right. and I've been stopping at 10. I've been stopping at 20. I've been playing myself this whole time. Well, I've been playing I, myself I thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I took that mindset. Like I was doing the gym to begin with, just different exercises, yeah. squats, all these exercises I was doing. It. And then when I transitioned over to doing work, like, you know, like schoolwork or hustling, I'll be doing work, and then I you know, start getting tired, and, want to take a break i'm like okay i'm gonna take a break and i'm like wait a second wait a minute it's still my set yeah. i'm not done yet like you know like am i at that point where i can't actually do meaningful work anymore am i at the point where i actually can't do it or am i just giving in am i stopping at the 10 reps mm. right and once you know those mental barriers you put on yourself it's easier to just keep going and just to try it and the funny thing is 
once you keep going, you start to realize it's not even that bad. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just the beginning. That's like, uh, so that's another exercise I do. Yeah, it's it, exactly like that. Uh, you only actually start to strengthening your willpower in a situation where you're actually forced to use your willpower. For instance, let's say, imagine, yeah, you, you do, you, you build some muscle to do 10 reps with the biceps curls, but to actually progress further, to actually strengthen that muscle, you need to be putting more stress on it. You need to train it harder, whether through increasing reps or the weights. And um, I also like to apply the same mindset when when doing something like uh, you know cognitive work or s trying to read or trying to preserve my willpower and uh, whenever I f for instance whenever I start to feel tired then I notice that okay this is a this is a moment where my willpower is starting to get taxed you know I only start to count when it's at 100 you know like Muhammad Ali mm -hmm. said so yeah. or or he said like I only start counting when it's when it gets painful. So that's the moment mm -hmm. where you that's the actual moment where you start to taxing or training your willpower. Before that mm -hmm. you're simp before that you're simply you know walking through the, going through the motions and uh, greasing the groove in a sense. So so yeah whenever yeah. and whenever whenever you do get tired whenever you feel like okay I want to take a break then it's also another m opportunity to tell yourself. Okay, this is another opportunity, another moment where I can, <laughs> where I can actually train my willpower. It's, it's, it, yeah. and then it becomes enjoyable again, and you start, yeah. you, you regain your focus. Mm -hmm. It goes back to what we were saying about like all these different games that you can play in life. Um, the willpower one is definitely one. Like, and the good thing about it is, it's become satisfying. The most one of the most satisfying feelings you could ever feel, I personally think, is when you exceed your own expectations. You think that you're going to get like this much done and you end up doing that much. You're like, oh, wow, I actually did a lot more than I thought I could because it opens up your mind. It's like, wow, if I could do that, is that really my max? Is that really my potential? Um, of course, you can burn out. There are limits. There are times when you should, of course, take some time to rest and recover. You have to be smart about it. But I feel like as a society, we tend to uh, cling to close or too much to comfort mm. it's okay sometimes to push yourself to the limits like what you do with your fasting it's okay to fast for three days sometimes just to see what the hell happens you know you're not going to die you know it's okay to maybe hustle a little bit longer one day just to see if you can do it mm. maybe like get two hours sleep i'm not saying do it all the time but it's okay to see those limits from yeah. time to time yeah it's true it's true like uh, definitely there's uh, there has to be this balancing act of uh, whenever you do push yourself further than you used to then you need to uh, recover as well to compensate for it mm. and uh, one of the most important mindsets or one of the most uh, principles of life is to avoid all absolutes and what it means is that you you should never want to base you should never want to create these absolute statements about yourself or your goals or your personality or your your routines you know like i'll never i'll never skip a workout i'll never skip a gym session mm. you know i'm always going to be eating clean i'm always going to be eating keto or uh you know i'm always going to be doing my youtube channel until the day i die because i set myself a goal and that's mm. it and you know mm. yeah like pe people like i we have this kind of a semi type a personality where we 
want to get things done and uh, we do stay disciplined and we can push ourselves through the dirt quite easily and uh, the problem is that you know it becomes an absolute and uh, it, it can also blind us from our true purpose and the, and, the, and the things that we actually need to do so you, you have to like kind of avoid all the absolutes and Aristotle, yeah. Aristotle also has like amazing quote for this like he said, uh, it is the mark of an intelligent mind to entertain two conflicting thoughts at the same time. So what it basically means is that you you have to be able to adopt this mindset of actually being able to push yourself through these kinds of barriers to staying disciplined no matter what and you know grinding your face off while at the same time being mindful of how it affects your body. And whenever you do find yourself in this situation where you're forced to break your principles or to break your routines or to change your goals, then you accept it. You accept it because you can see, you can see past this, this initial... Uh, yeah. You can see past your ego, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% correct. I think um, that's similar to um, what Robert Greene says in the 48 laws of power assume formlessness or briefly be like water (laughs) avoid those absolutes yeah yeah that's very important because i've seen a lot of people um grind themselves to the debt you need you need to be cognizant or be aware at the back of your mind of why you're doing this in the first place i see too many people get caught up in the whole hustle mentality they want to make more money you know they want to get twenty thousand dollars a month thirty thousand dollars a month and and they lose track of why they wanted to do that in the first place. Yeah. They lose track of what exactly they wanted. Yeah, they want more money so they can have a better life. But if you're hustling all the time, are you actually enjoying the money? If you're hustling all the time, like, I, I feel like human beings, it's very easy for us to kind of forget that life happens right now, mm. like in the moment. It's very easy for us to get stuck in the past thinking about what we did yesterday or to think about tomorrow. Like for me, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about like the YouTube channel, growing it, hustling the future. But I always have to ground myself in coming back to the moment and saying, hey, hold on a minute. Remember, this is what life is. The, these moments here, this is life. There is no perfect day that's going to come where, you know, you just arrive at this day and you're like, this is life. They're like, this is it. So you need to be cognizant of that while you're hustling. Sure, you can hustle to push your limits, build your future and stuff. But remember that you're living in your life right now as well. It's kind of hard to um, explain. Like Seneca, he's written his book on, on the shortness of life where he talks about that, mm. you know, men, they don't live short lives. They simply waste it. And uh, I feel like, I feel like the same as well, like that uh, most people, they simply waste away their time and their life on doing these meaningless things that don't fulfill them and that they don't have actual you know greater significance either so the the key is to actually yeah to work on something that you actually so that you want to actually accomplish and to work on something meaningful while at the same time enjoying the process and uh, enjoying the growth aspect of it as well it's kind of difficult too that's the that's a, that's the funny thing about the human mind it's very difficult i remember when i started off with my youtube channel um I spent a lot of time making videos and I eventually got to 100 subscribers, right? And I was so happy. I was like, yes, 100 subscribers. Yes, I did it. I did it. I did it. And as the joy lasted for like a minute or two. Yeah. I was like, oh, time to get 1,000. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, then I got 1,000 subscribers. I was like, yeah, 1,000 subscribers. 1,000 subscribers. I did it. I did it. I was like, oh, 
10,000. You know, like, it's easy to get lost in the numbers, in the progress, and to not just kind of appreciate what you're doing now. It's kind of like a duality. You have to have that hustler mindset, the ability to grind and chase your dreams, but also you have to kind of at the same time be detached from it. Mm. At the same time be like, if it all goes to shit, if it all disappears, you're still okay because you're still alive, you're still like breathing and be grateful for everything else. So it's a hard balance to achieve, but once you have that balance, everything flows a lot better, I found. That's true, yeah. You have to see yourself as part of this bigger picture and uh, detach yourself from from uh, from yourself and from your ego. Mm. Yeah, um, I got a question for you, Sam. Um, since you seem to be very um, into this whole nutrition thing, I've been looking at some stuff in regards to willpower, and some of the studies talk about glucose and how that's a big determinant of your willpower, mm. just the amount of food you eat. Have you found any correlations with that? Or It's definitely true that... Uh... Willpower fatigue, in my opinion, happens uh, because the brain won't get access to enough energy, and uh, when it does get it, then your the first priority of your brain is to you know get enough energy and to preserve other metabolic processes and to promote you know uh, the energy distribution across the entire body. So whenever it does come across this sort of a barrier when it runs out of glucose in this example, then it's going to create an energy crisis. And uh, because the majority of the fuel that it uses is based is glucose carbohydrates, then it's going to create sugar cravings and uh, and it's going to you know make you feel more tired than you actually should. But uh, your brain doesn't need that much glucose actually. It needs about mm. it needs about 120 grams of glucose per day. And uh, and to be honest, after you become keto adapted, after you switch into ketosis then that, that amount of glucose gets drastically reduced because ketones can provide up to 70% of your brain's fuel. So it means that uh, if you become fully keto adapted after a few weeks, then uh, you can cover almost like 100 grams of the, or, or let's say 70% of the brain's energy demands by ketones and the remaining bit, which is you know maybe like 10 to 30 grams of glucose it may need per day, then that can also be covered by other uh, processes, you know, like the fat from your own adipose tissue and the fat from dietary intake that can be also converted into glucose through gluconeogenesis. So, so yeah, you, your brain definitely needs some glucose to function, but uh, it it can be covered in other ways other than just eating carbohydrates. And and what, oh, okay. I, and what I like about ketosis is that you become less dependent of those calories and uh, of the, of that glucose, because you'll you will uh, you will always have access to your own body fat. You will always have access to fat burning fat, and uh, that's going to give your keep your brain satiated, and it's going to maintain these stable energy levels all day. So that that's that's my you know willpower hack almost as well of of doing intermittent fasting and uh, st- eating the ketogenic diet. Damn, you're selling me on keto hard here, man. <laughs> I've never done I've never done keto. I've done intermittent fasting. I won't get back on it. I've I've done that. Uh, I did it for like a year and a bit. Uh, very good, especially um, not having to worry about food yeah. first thing in the morning and just having a clear mind. I was drinking water and um, a little bit of lemon, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. 
that's definitely you should try there. Like uh, it keeps you sharp, and uh, I also feel that you develop a different type of relationship with food. You don't have to, you know, worry about it. You don't actually crave anything either. Particularly, you simply feel satiated and uh, nourished all the time. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, what? Let's talk about maybe some of your personal routines and uh, these kinds of habits that you do every day to, you know, adopt or to maintain this kind of a mindset. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I do every day is I'm always consuming some sort of content that's related to self-improvement. It's not strictly self-improvement like self-help books um, per se. Sometimes it's psychology, sometimes it's evolutionary psychology, um, history. Occasionally, fiction can be beneficial as well. But I'm always consuming some sort of new material. And it's not just for my line of work because I'm, I'm, I'm a content creator, so I always have to be coming up, reading up on the latest studies and newest topics. Mm. But just for my life, just because I strongly believe that you only need a few good ideas to change your life. Like you only need a few good quotes from a book or something that just makes you click and then all these different associations just join together and you can completely change your life, whether that be your relationship um, with women or men or whether that be your finances, your mindset yourself. So I'm, I'm a devout student of personal growth. So I'm always looking at that. Um, meditation is one. I have not been doing that consistently lately, which, I've, which has been bothering me. I need to get back on that. But when I did meditate consistently, that was a definitely a big one. You, you just kind of get in a different like zone. Mm -hmm. Things just don't bother you as much. Yeah. I remember um, I was driving and there was some guy who cut me off or something and went to the roundabout and you know, like almost crashed into my car. And I was driving with the family, and everyone was like just flipping out, really angry, like really angry with this guy, really pissed off with this guy. I was like just so chill. I'm just like, yeah, he probably didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like near death experience, but I'm just like, huh? Ah, yeah. At least I'm still alive, you know? Like it just makes you so like immune to those reactions that's, that you normally would get. Yeah, like that's a very good word. Like uh, you become immune to these things. You become less reactive and more proactive. You you become less reactive to the external environment and to your own emotions as well because you can and your own thoughts. You begin to learn how to disassociate yourself from your thoughts and to actually mm -hmm. see what causes them, to see what makes you, why, why do you feel in a particular way and to, you, you can see that you're yeah, full of shit almost all the time. <laughs> we both full of shit. <laughs> yeah, like um, meditation is definitely something I've been trying to sell to a lot of my subscribers. I made like so many videos on it. I've been trying to sell it to everyone ever since I started getting into it. The problem is it's hard to sell to people. It's hard to tell them to do it because it looks like it's a waste of time. You know, like you're you're sitting there, like breathing or whatever, or focusing on something. When the outsider who doesn't understand what's going on watches you, they're like, "That's a waste of time." And to make things worse, it takes a bit of time to actually start seeing results. It's not like you meditate once you start seeing results. Mm. You have to be consistent, and it's not the funnest thing to do a lot of the times. You know, it's right. can be very painful and strenuous for the brain. So it's those are huge barriers for a lot of people, but the people that stick with it they see incredible benefits. It might be 
one easily my top three habits if i had to key three habits meditation is definitely the top three habits because it can change your game it change a lot of things up so those are two things i do i listen to podcasts a lot but i guess that kind of ties in with um uh the self-improvement audiobooks to the gym most days mm. most days of the week um i like doing strength training like powerlifting type um big compound exercises i like the idea of challenging my body to push heavier weights because i feel like that's just as much of a mental game as everything else we've been talking about mm. when you go to a squat rack and there's three or four 20s or big plates on the sides and you're thinking uh can i do that <laughs> you know, like can I, can I do that yeah. and you have to do it it's it's, it's one of the more primal things I, I i don't feel right when i skip a week or two um without working out i just don't feel right and i've been doing it for about six years now mm. and the longest i've taken off was i think two weeks have you, have you heard of uh, cory gregory's uh, squat everyday program uh, i've heard of the program <laughs> i haven't done the exact program but i'm glad you mentioned that because i'm currently squatting every day <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's yeah. quite interesting in the sense that it makes sense that uh, if you want to get good at something then you would have to be doing it every day so what he prescribes is yeah doing heavy back squats every day and uh, a lot of people have been seeing some great results from it i did it for maybe a month uh, a few uh, like a year ago and uh, i definitely saw massive gains in my legs and uh, in uh, back and back squat strength as well so you get used mm -hmm. to it you get used to it once you you know uh, program it correctly without uh, over overtaxing or overstimulating your nervous system but it works yeah yeah your body is very adaptive and mental is very adaptive mm, that's right yeah but uh, what what are like some of the uh, you mentioned these books and self development uh, uh, podcast what are like uh, your favorite books about the mindset and uh, this? Oh, okay or, or you said that you found these uh, you know great nuggets that completely changed your life you need to have only a few ideas to change your life completely like what are some of the books that you would recommend to people to, okay. have, to, have, um, to have these kinds of ideas yeah um, in terms of stoicism the classics are good but usually I direct people to something that's a bit more modern so that they can kind of get a modern take on it and understand it before they move over to the classics. Because if I tell someone right now to go read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, chances are they'll get bored. They won't really understand what's going on. But if I tell them to read um, The Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday, um, it kind of is an entry-level Stoicism book. So that's a good book for people to get into Stoicism. Um, the Slight Edge is a really good book um, by Jeff Olson in terms of just understanding how all the small actions you make throughout your day are compounded over time and actually matter. Because a lot of times we think that, you know, I'll do this and it won't matter. I'll do this this one time. I'll eat the cupcake. But when you take these actions and you leverage them with time, they create some huge results. So that book is really good for that. I actually did a video on my channel lately shameless plug um <laughs> i like the the new psycho cybernetics or psycho cybernetics um i forgot who wrote that but that's a really good book for the subconscious mind and self-image which is very foundational very fundamental it's something else we could probably talk about for like three hours but we will we'll skip that for today <laughs> um what else do i like 
in the hustle mindset. I like this book here, Relentless, mm. by Tim Grover. It, it's actually a book um, about basketball, about a coach who coached uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and D-Wade, all these high-level elite basketball players. And it kind of gets you into the mind of a super athlete, super elite athlete. And the interesting thing about that is the mindsets that they have are kind of the same mindsets you need for any area in life where you want to get to the highest level. Mm. So that book is very good. And 50th Law, 50th Law, anything by Robert Greene, nice. 50th Law, 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to pull out my bookshelf here. Yeah, those are the big books. I, at the top of my head right now, there's probably like a million more, but those are the ones that I'm thinking of right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, like the books you read and the ideas you consume, they're going to reflect back at you in a sense of what, how your mind are, is going to become developed. So it's very important. You have to pay like very close attention to what ideas you get exposed to and what books, yeah. you, what books you read as well. Yeah, I also have to tell people, um, this is a cautionary thing. When you're reading a book like The 48 Laws of Power or something like that, you're not going to internalize everything in the book the first time you read it. You might not even internalize 80% of it. You might just like read over it, just comes in, goes out. But what I've noticed is a lot of times you only need 5% of the book or 2%. You might just remember one line, but that's enough to change something in your life. Like you might remember one line and it ties in with another idea or some event that happens in your life. And that's enough. So it's important to kind of immerse yourself in these books. Just kind of go through them. I'm not saying to just read them for the sake of reading them, but things that are fitting to your life circumstance. Mm. Try to get as much of that information that as long as you can digest it in your life because you never know when it's going to come back to you and you're going to need it and use it and be grateful that you read that book. It's going to always come back from the least likely book too. That's true. That's true, yeah. And... Uh... You, you can also find all of the book reviews on your YouTube channel as well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I got lots of those on there. I got lots of content up there. Nice. So we're also starting to reach the end of the show, and uh, I'm going to ask you my, one of my last questions, which would be what advice or what habit would you wish that you had adopted earlier that improved your body and mind? If I start meditating... At five years old, Sim, I'll be king. I'll be king of the world right now. <laughs> I'm just telling. Meditation, meditation, number one, because that kind of improves everything else we've been talking about in this uh, show. Improves your willpower. Improves your ability to resist urges. Just by understanding that you you are not your mind, right? You're not your thoughts. You're something. I'm getting a bit esoteric here, a bit spiritual, but you're something else that's not exactly your thoughts sure you experience your thoughts they arise in consciousness but you're not them because you're able to see them you're able to perceive them so once you can figure out what you are or understand that there is a duality or a trinity some happening up there in your mind or wherever you start having the ability to make more insightful choices or make decisions from a different place and that's very impactful that's, that's true yeah meditation is a meta skill <laughs> Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like, um, where can people learn more about you and your work? Uh, the easiest place to go is the Realize Man YouTube channel. Um, I've also got a blog. I don't post this frequently on there. 
and the Facebook group, but the YouTube channel is where I'm going to be posting most frequently. Mm, definitely. A ton of awesome videos on there on all of these topics we discussed and how to, you know, dominate your psychology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but uh, thanks, Isaac, for coming on the show. Really enjoyed talking with you, and uh, I'll definitely looking forward to your future projects as well. It's been an honor, man. I'm so happy that I've come on the show. We have to make it again happen sometime in the future, Sim. Definitely. All right, it's been great. And thanks again, man. Stay empowered. Yeah, stay empowered. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next time. Right, that's it for this episode. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms. And other than that, subscribe, click the like, notification bell as well. Like always, thanks for watching. My name is Seam. Stay optimal, stay empowered.